Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast for today. So we're doing a recap of the episode we just did with Jordan Harbinger. So uh, Jordan Harbinger, if you guys don't know, has one of the most successful podcasts out there. He was on a former podcast that was getting, I think, 4 million downloads a month that um, if you listen to the episode, you heard that he actually wound up walking away from. Uh, they had a conflict of interest. He just wasn't feeling it anymore. Um, you could backtrack in a lot of his episodes and find out kind of what happened. But uh, I started listening to his podcast now, the Jordan Harbinger show, and it's just, it's like an encyclopedia of different things. So um, there was so much that I wanted to ask him about and so many questions I had and so many different interviews and, and, and just moments and things that I wanted to discuss with him, not only for what he did on his podcast, but some of the stuff on the interviews that he's done on other people's podcasts. And the guy's just interesting. And, and it's a lot of, if you heard me when we started interviewing, people kept telling me I needed to focus on something. You have to pick one group of people. It can't be jujitsu and real estate and acting and music and all these other things. And um, again, it's kind of like he said, it just, it wasn't interesting to me to just have the same conversation with the same people about the same stuff all the time. You know, I love talking about real estate, but to have the same real estate conversation that somebody just had on 14 other podcasts, I mean, it, you know, it gets boring. And, and when I'm doing real estate all day, I don't want to also talk about real estate all day, but I, I do like bringing it up and I do like talking to people that are excited about it. And that's what I think part of when he said, um, he, you know, he was listening to the shows, you have to be interested in it. And I, I like some of the fresh new questions that come in when I'm talking to an Aljo Sterling or, you know, somebody like James Krause, who, who's still new or newer than me to, to real estate. And you're, and you're seeing what they're working on and, and they're all fired up about it and they're passionate about it. And, and we're having a really genuine conversation because it's exciting, not just because it's getting the clips that people want to hear or, or plugging their course or their book or which most of them, I mean, I really haven't had any guests on except for one that actually did that, that, um, I thought it was more scripted, but I try and do have those natural conversations. And, you know, I'm always worried that I'm, I'm not going to have anything to talk about, or I'm not going to do my research. You know, Mark O'Connell and Sean Cooper, I need to thank them because they're super famous rock stars. Um, no, but they're, they're, they're great people. And they've been interviewed probably more than most people that, that I know probably even combined for being in that great band, taking back Sunday and being amazing musicians and just great people. But I remember them telling me, how much better an experience it is when they're interviewed by somebody who actually has done their homework and has good questions for them and has done research on them and doesn't like forget their name. And so I've been very big on preparing and over-preparing for each of these interviews. And it takes a lot of time and it gets stressful and I don't always have the time to do it, but I never want to come in and, and not be prepared or seem like I don't care about the guests or not interested or didn't do my background on what they don't want to talk about or what, you know, and sometimes things happen, but it's never because I didn't put the effort at the time. And so 
you know, hearing that he puts 10, 12 hours into each of these episodes and watching the conversations that he has, I think are super important. And I wasn't going to not be prepared for a guy like Jordan Harbinger, who his show now gets 6 million downloads a month it is just insanity. So, I mean, the guy's got so many connections and so many different things. And I mean, I'd say he's the closest thing to Joe Rogan as far as just the one day Joe Rogan will have a big, Bigfoot hunter on. And then the next day he'll have a politician and then he's got a COVID guy and then he's got you know, a lion tamer or just something crazy. It's just all over the map, but it's always interesting to me because it's different things. And again, you can sort of pick and choose the ones that are interesting to you. So I did have an outline of things that I always want to talk to the guests about. And you realize that when you actually get on and start talking to them, you were worried that you weren't going to be able to fill an hour. And then you realize that you probably should have tried the book like four hours with them because there was just so many things. So I wanted to do a follow-up with it and just kind of go over it and thank Mark and Sean for helping me be prepared because I will tell you afterwards from some guests that I'm, I'm very honored to have on, like some of the guys from the state and some of the other people I've had on that, that are, are well-known people, they'll write me back after and say, you know what, I, I really appreciate that you did your homework on that and that you did your research. And, you know, I know you asked about this, you saw this, you brought this up and that was really cool that you knew about that or asked about that. So, you know, again, just trying to bring my A game to everything I do and really not half-ass it. So there's a lot of different uh, teaching points and things here that I wanted to discuss just about uh, business and life and, and, and being your best to bring your A-game to stuff and some of the parallels and lessons that he's confirmed and taught me from his interviews with some of the most successful people out there. And also talk about some of the shows that we didn't really get to talk about on here. So again, they talk tell him about the, the Larry King of podcasting, but I mean, for you guys, if you haven't, it's, it's so cool. He's, he has literally uh, Al-Qaeda spies. He's got guys that were like uh, covert KGB, like the shit that you hear about in movies and see on TV shows. Like one of the guys, the the show, The Americans was literally based on him, like the mob enforcer, the guy that he, that was a literal thing when during the show he talked about, you know, I wanted to ask this guy about the time that, that, that he was hired by the mafia to try and assassinate the Pope. That's true. All that stuff is nuts. Listen to some of these episodes, Anthony Luciano, the two-part mob enforcer. That freaking interview is amazing. Listen to it. I started sending it to some guys. I immediately sent it to Ray Longo. I figured he'd appreciate it. But, I mean, we spend time watching Goodfellas and Godfather and Casino and all these movies, man. This is the real the real stuff that, I mean, this guy's fact-checking things. He's looking at stuff. And then you have the other side of it. I think the guy's name is Jack Barsky. And he was an FBI informant that was a covert mob guy. So you have the guy who was the real mob guy who was the hitman for the mob. And then you literally have... The um, you literally have the people that were like the FBI informants that are talking about and like listen to the guy talk about how they went out to dinner and the food that they ate and the places that they went in New York City and the way that they treated people and like the etiquette and the way that it's changed now with the the way people are I mean all these different stuff it's just crazy but you can also hear him talk about credit card debt and he's got Ray Dalio on there and he's got people talking about sex trafficking and 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 stopping all these things and people coming up with inventions and all these finance people and. Um, I mean, it's, it's really amazing. Like no matter what type of topic, if you're looking for something for you personally, something for you professionally, um, you'll find either that he's got a great information about it or somebody on there that you can listen to him interview. That's got really good takeaways. And I mean, the, like the freaking guy went and lived in like North Korea or like was, was doing tours there. Listen to those episodes too. It's nuts when he's talking about how he got them playing Frisbee and, you know, paid a guy 20 bucks and he came back with the trunk of like piss warm beer on a hot day and they all hung out and drank it. Like, that's cool. Like how many people do you know that are like, I'm going to go to North Korea by myself. And another time he was supposed to be a lawyer and he's, he, he literally went to North Korea with Dennis Rodman and they're like teaching people to play Frisbee. And he snuck one of the guys, a, um, an iPad with all these American movies that were preloaded on there that they're not supposed to have. They're not supposed to know about like 
that's cool shit that like I wish I could have gone deeper and asked him about, but I'm watching the clock. You know, I don't want to take advantage of his time, but man, I could have gone on for hours. So I wanted to do this and you know, he, he did me a favor by coming on. I thought that was awesome. But some of the things, if you look, he's got a large catalog, but if you sort through there, you'll start saving and downloading episodes. It'll keep you busy and you'll be blown away. Um, so the North Korea thing I thought was cool. But again, one of the things that I wanted to touch him for a key learning point from there that people could take away is he talked about all the things that people want in there. And there, there's a part in that episode where he decides or, or mentions that some people, they go over there with an agenda and the agenda becomes, I want to let these people know what they're missing or what they're doing or how this isn't how normal life is and, and convince them about like the North Korean government and the way that they're living. And like, they're not there to listen. They don't care. Like that's, it's, that's not what you do. But he said, when you go in there open-minded and you embrace the culture and then people can tell that you're not there with an agenda and they want to have a real conversation with you, probably just like he does in his podcast. He said, that's where you get the best stuff because now they start to trust you. They start to like you. And now they're letting you take pictures of stuff you might not have been able to take a picture of, or they're hanging out with you after hours and they're sharing stories about some of the real stuff that most people don't get. And it's that, that kind of behind the scene, parallel person to person connection stuff that that's not the average tourist stuff or like not the average script on a podcast. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, obviously there's a fine line between being prepared, but letting the conversation take its time. And when I have a, a block of time with somebody like this, that I, I can't, I know he's busy. He's, you know, there, there's different pressures on there, but you know, I still try and make it organic and I still try and talk about things that I'm generally interested in and, and have them do the same. And, and it brings out better conversations. You know, uh, you know, some of these guys, I have hours I can talk to them. So it's a little bit more, but I think that that really translates into like, if you do go into things with a genuine interest and you go into things with an open mind, you'll get a better result and people will open up to you more and whatever it is that needs to come up in conversation, whether it's you want to sell a course or sell a book or, you know, promote something or, or ask a girl on a date, whatever it is. I think that sincerity and that, that common, that common respect for just having that open communication will result in eventually you getting around to whatever might benefit the both of you. And it'll be a lot more of an organic conversation, probably a lot more of a truthful conversation that you could be honest about if something's a fit or not, or, or you like something or you don't, or, you know, I just, I feel like that brings out the best in people. So the takeaway from there for me was, you know, go in there and be generally interested and be open-minded to learning a culture and not coming in of telling somebody why my thing is better or, or, or worse or whatever it is. Don't go in with the comparison, go in there with the open mind to, just experience it and be in that moment and be dialed in. And that's, again, what I always try and do. I, part of what I love about doing this podcast is it's just me and the guests. My phone usually is off and I have it face down. I got my emails closed and, you know, I'm usually trying to be just dialed in one-on-one -on -one with that person. And the only other thing I'm ever looking at is maybe some of my notes just to make sure I'm hitting some of these key points that, that I wanted to cover. But it's really nice being engaged and dialed into somebody and just experiencing it. And, and that was a cool thing to be able to just sit there with a dude like Jordan Harbinger and have a conversation with that guy that's had these conversations with some of the most amazing people on earth. It's, it's pretty amazing. So uh, that's one thing there. Oh, focus is another thing, you know, it, it's hard, you know, and I'm starting to realize more than ever as I'm, I'm really scaling up in 2021, as you've, you know, I did a couple of podcasts about the stuff I'm doing and tracking, but I'm not finding that there's just not enough hours in the day. You know, I'm up at four, I'm preparing my notes for Jordan's from four to 8 a.m., you know, and now that I got to go start posting stuff and then you got to answer calls and you got to, they got to reach out to the lender. I got to reach out to the contract. They got to reach out to the title company. I got to get the doc signed by the buyer. I got to get the doc signed by the seller. I got to comp this. I got to call this guy back. I got, it's, I mean, how, how do you find enough time to do it? And he mentioned a couple of times about focusing, which we keep coming up as a, as a theme. And, you know, I just have to accept the fact that I can't put the time and the effort 
focus solely into doing a podcast as much as I would like to. So I have to be okay with just doing what I can. And I know he mentioned his wife saying, you focus on doing your part, but he has a whole team. And now they, they're looking at just what everybody's good at. He's got battle stations and it's 6 million downloads a month. You can't afford to say, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to do full time. I'm going to focus on reading my guest books and doing my interviews and, and preparing for my guests. And now my, my producer guy, he's going to line up this and he's going to be in my year and my social media person is going to do this and my scheduling on my podcast. And my, you know, he's got his battle stations there for everybody that they can have a well-oiled machine and a team and a company, and they can focus solely on that. And you're seeing the results of being able to focus solely on what he's doing is having one of the biggest podcasts in the world. That's only getting bigger and bigger and stronger, you know? So the two things I took away from there are one, you know, focus on the revenue generating activities. So I have to make real estate my number one thing as much as I love the podcast. And eventually maybe it'll shift and I'll grow into that. If you guys keep spreading the word and subscribing, please wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but I'm trying to get it out there. We have great guests. We have great content. Um, so I'm trying to push it out there more, but I can't do it at the expense of, it can't be my focus. So I have to understand that during business hours, my focus has to be on revenue and I'll put my, my time into some of these other things, but you'll never be great at something like that. If you can't focus on a full time when there's other guys that are, it's like he said, man, you, you want to be just the business podcast. What happens when Mark Cuban does that? And I thought that was very well said. It's almost, you know, you never want to put all your ducks in one basket. So diversify, be open, do stuff that interests you and be interested in other people. Don't just do it because you're trying to chase a dollar. Cause again, most of these things, none of the stuff that I do, you know, I, I, I probably will never get rich being a jujitsu fighter. I'll probably never get rich being a, a podcast guy. I will and have gotten rich doing real estate. So I mean, that kind of stuff has to be the main focus, but that allows you to open up time to focus on other things that you love and enjoy by putting the work into the things that I already have my momentum in. So it would be silly for me to stop focusing on real estate and focusing on my business um, for something that the majority of people aren't getting into was my point, was, is most people aren't getting into jujitsu to be rich in jujitsu. Most people aren't getting into podcasting with the hope of being rich in podcasting without putting a lot of work in. I mean, the odds of, of starting a podcast and having it for the average person who doesn't have an outlet or a platform to be making a million downloads or having sponsors or, or enough money to, to not have to do anything else coming in in the first six months or even 12 months or probably even first five years is low. So, you, you know, people that get into it with that intention probably don't stay in it just like they don't in jujitsu, just like they don't in real estate. But I'm 15, 16 years now into real estate. It's a different story. It's like he said, he's 14, 15, 16 years in the podcasting. He's an overnight success. So, you know, put the time in, but start with the discipline, which is another thing that I really wanted to touch on was there was a common theme throughout that episode that he kept talking about, um, you know, well, like, like I said, with the Kobe Bryant thing was the discipline and all the things he talked about. It was just that it was little things, his networking, his, his, his core four, his connect for a day, you know, that takes two minutes. You scroll the bottom of your phone, you send out the same templated copy and pasted text. You do it five days a week, four times a day for 10 minutes a day. And most people won't do it. And then, like he said, they'll be reactive and trying to find help when they need it. It's just like we always talk about with the real estate. You don't go around trying to find money when you have a deal. You go around looking for money when you don't need it. And that way when the deal lands, you already have it there. But if you wait until you have a deal accepted or you're waiting until your bill's piling up and now you're going out trying to find the money, it's a lot more stressful. It's a lot harder to do. The desperation is smelled on, on you. So that part I thought is, is just consistent. And, and his answer for the difference between people that are good and people that are great all comes down to discipline. And he said, it, it, it's a cliche answer, but again, it's a real answer. And it's, it's the common theme I see across the board. It's, 
it's amazing because even somebody like Kobe Bryant, who I, I thought that interview that he did with Kobe Bryant was amazing. That's what he said. He said, you know what? The difference between people that are just okay or people that really do great things and do great things consistently is that inner negotiation with themselves, which is really the same thing as discipline when he's saying, do I really need to get up at four o'clock and start preparing for this show? And eh, not really. I'm going to go back to bed for two hours. You know what? I went to the gym five days this week. Do I really need to go again? Do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And you start to justify those decisions about you don't have to do this. I don't have to eat this. I don't have to track this food. It's a crazy, crazy thing about you know, telling yourself a story, but if you really want something, you'll convince yourself. I, the slight edge principle is what it all comes down to. The things that are easy are easy to do and the things that are not easy are easy to do. It's the slight edge principle of the things that are gonna make you successful, they're not hard decisions. They're easy decisions to make for or against. Okay, there's a cookie right there. It's very easy for me to eat that cookie. It's also very easy for me to flick that cookie on the floor and go eat some celery or go eat a meal or go have some fish. You know, it's very easy for me to sit on the couch and put on Netflix, but it's just as easy for me to go in the other room and hit the Peloton for 30 minutes. It's very easy for me to go to sleep for an hour, but it's also very easy for me to get up and study my notes for the George Harbinger interview today. Those are the differences between things that are going to make you excellent and consistent now that's going to add up later, but too many people don't see the results. You know, um, the dieting, the tracking, the food, I've been doing it for over a month now. This shirt finally fits again. I mean, uh, and I was doing stuff before that and I'm consistently looking at all these things. I didn't expect massive results overnight, but I do expect results by the summer. By the summer, I, I'd like to be in great shape and be able to feel comfortable taking my shirt off and feel healthier and have more energy and be sleeping better and have good habits. But you know that comes from the stuff I'm doing now. Every meal counts, every bite counts, every hour counts, every interview counts, every question makes a difference. All those details and having the discipline to have that inner dialogue with yourself to convince yourself to do something or not do something is really what it comes down to at the end of the day. So you can hear on a million podcasts from a million different people that it's about having the discipline and putting the work in. And you can choose to keep, nah, it's not that easier. This is why I can't do it. But everybody's got the same freaking 24 hours in a day. And at the end of the day, it's just a story. And I'm guilty of it just like everybody else. There's times that I lose that argument. There's times that I eat a whole pizza. There's times that I sleep in. There's times that I don't get to the gym. But there's a lot of times that I do. And that's what I'm starting to find is every day I have a board behind me of the stuff that I need to get done every single day to keep moving forward and keep pushing the needle and keep hitting my targets and keep hitting my goals. And I write them down every single day. I become muscle memory. If I think of something I have to do, it gets written down. Now it's getting color coordinated. Now I'm getting block timing in there. But every night I go to sleep and I go, shit, I failed today. I didn't get the stuff done that I thought I was going to get done today. I didn't get some of these priorities that I had an absolute, I need to get these things done today. They didn't get done. And then what wound up happening was I'm looking back a week, a month later, and I'm talking to people about the things that I didn't do. And they're reminding me, but look how much you did do. Look how far you did get. Look at the, 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 the I mean, I'm taking Spanish for five minutes a day. I'm getting words that I'm taking tests. I'm getting, you know, I'm using Duolingo. So that all failing forward thing, it was almost what I wanted to call this podcast really is, is true. That, that's what a lot of these things come down to is, yeah, you know, I fail every single day. I lose negotiations with myself every single day, but not all of them. And over the course of it, you know, my, my everyday failures, I'm still moving forward. I'm still getting in better shape. I'm still knocking out more deals. I'm still becoming a better person. I'm still working on the, the habits that I want to change and trying to be a better person than I was yesterday, physically, mentally, um, financially, all, all the things, you know, it's, it's just a work in progress. And you, you got to be okay that you got to just start moving and swinging the bat and making mistakes and learning from them and adjusting. But you know, take step forward, no matter how, it's, again, it's, it's so cheesy. It's so cliche. I feel like an idiot saying it, 
but that's the shit that matters. That's really the shit at the end of the day. And, and you know it, you know, if you're listening to this, you're, you're telling yourself a story, you know that you're not doing everything that you should be doing or need to be doing to be successful, or you know that you are, you know, at the end of the day, that that's really what it comes down to. And you, regardless of what you're telling anybody deep down, you know, if you're doing the things you need to be doing, or you're making excuses and, and that's okay. You know, just start now. Like you said, that, that saying, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Just start doing something today. Um, the implementation. I thought that was another great thing we could touch on that he talked about um, taking one thing because you can get, take 5, 10, 15 things from every one of his episodes. And uh, I think I was talking to James Burt was one of the, the podcast episodes I was doing. And he, he said something about like an email campaign. And he goes, hey, if you're listening to this, start your email campaign now. So literally put this on pause and start right now, because if you wait an hour, the chances you're doing it are less. If you wait five hours, the chances you're doing it are less. If you wait till tomorrow or next week, it's never going to happen. So that's a lesson that I took from that, that I try and take one thing and implement it immediately. And that's kind of what Jordan said too. So I started taking his networking class. I was, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to start doing it and I'm going to see what's up. So I went in, I started doing that. I started taking that five minutes a day, six minutes a day. That stuff's going to start to add up every single day as we go down the line, you know, but that's something that I implemented. So I think that too, is you can get overwhelmed, especially when you're starting to listen to podcasts, or if you're in my field that you're going to all these real estate seminars, or taking all these real estate classes, or you're listening to all these real estate podcasts, or you have your mentor and this person's doing cold calling, this person's doing direct mail, this person's doing PPC, this person's doing commercial, this person's doing resident, where the hell do you start? Just pick something, start doing one thing, take one thing from that one day and implement it immediately that day. So um, not always easy, but I mean, it's a lot easier than trying to implement five things or 10 things or 15 things that shit gets overwhelming. And then you want to do nothing. So take one thing, implement that one thing. Oh, Matthew Walker was another great one. Anybody that's going around saying, Oh, I don't, I don't need sleep. I'm good on four hours. I'm good at five hours. No, you're not. You think you are, but you're shortening your life. And you're going to have a heart attack at 50, 55, and you're not going to know why it's all going to come crashing down. That is a freaking eye opening episode. Listen to the Matthew Walker um, sleep episode of the Jordan Harbinger podcast. I believe he was on Joe Rogan as well, but holy crap. And some of the cool things in there for some of my traveling buddies, my Carlos Toto, hopefully he's listening over there, but some of my buddies that we've been traveling with for years, he was talking about how not getting a certain amount of hours of sleep or REM sleep or deep sleep literally is the same equivalent on your body as flying from New York to San Francisco and back in a day, which I used to do all the time all the time and it beats the crap out of your body and it sucks and you're dehydrated. So he gives tips on, on how to not have jet lag and when to sleep on the plane, when not to sleep on the plane and talks about how statistically you need a day to recover from every hour that you were off that timeline. So again, if I'm in Hawaii and we're five hours difference from wherever I am now, when I get back, it's going to take me five days to adjust the day for every one of those hours. And just things like staying awake the second half of the flight and then eating meals on the scheduled time and having at least 14 hours awake so you can start to really get your sleep back on track when you go to sleep at a normal time that night and getting, getting some sunlight before 10 a.m. without sunglasses because it makes a difference for how your body takes in that sunlight versus in the afternoon having the, the glasses on, having your sunglasses on so it's things that are not keeping you awake later on and you get deeper sleep. Just amazing things, scientific things, proven things that I think, again, help with everyday life, help you feel better, have more energy, hit your goals, have more mental clarity, which all makes a difference. When I'm groggy, 
and I'm not getting sleep and I can't think straight, I'm not getting as much done and I'm making bad decisions with my food and with my health and with my, my, my negotiations. When I don't get enough sleep, uh, I'm losing those negotiations with myself every day. When I do, I'm sharp, I'm strong, I'm motivated, I'm, I'm, I'm following those things. So, you know, again, it's, uh, I'm squeezing a lot in there, but it's important to start doing those things and really tracking that. <clears throat> um, Anthony Luciano, that was a crazy episode. We talked about him, the mob enforcer. Go listen to it. I won't do it justice, but I just crap, crap. Wow, it's amazing. Kobe Bryant was another one that um, he talked about. And I did want to bring it up because there's actually, um, and again, I wasn't a big Kobe fan. I didn't know what I was, not that I wasn't a fan. I'm just not a basketball fan, really. Uh, so I never bothered to really listen to him, but I was really impressed with him. You know, him talking about how he listens to Smells Like Teen Spirit all the time and the stuff he was saying about Taylor Swift, stuff that I would have, not known to even think about or ask and his explanations for why he listens to smells like teen spirit and why he listens to taylor smith and taylor taylor smith taylor swift and just his advice about being a, a top producer and how he's passing that on to his kids and what he's doing to make them learn their own lessons i thought it was really really interesting just holding yourself accountable and having that discipline to be extraordinary which is again, my whole mission statement for this show is how to help average people do extraordinary things. And I think that that's a lot of what Kobe was about and instilling that greatness into other people and talking about his hard work and working through the, the adversity. But there's one point that Jordan Harbinger asks him about his kids and about facing mortality and how that's making him look at it. And, you know, obviously Kobe talks about his kid who passed away and I just, and the interview is not that old. So I did want to ask because we did have a guest recently, Dr. Sam Bakhtiar, that passed away last month. It's a weird feeling when you just had two hours on a Zoom with the guy, and now you're talking about starting to do business together, and you're texting each other, and you're checking in, and you know you feel like you're just starting to get to know somebody, and you you have this, you know, I don't want to say connection, but you kind of do. You know, you bond with this person, you get to know him a little bit. There's something about having a an uninterrupted one-on-one -on -one conversation, and you know, you prep for it and then you kind of follow up after and you, you start to keep in communication with the person. And then all of a sudden, somebody who especially the guy is the pinnacle of health, guy shredded 48 years old, like talking about his, his food and his nutrition and all these things. And then just to have him randomly pass away, it's it's strange and it's weird and it's sad. And it's, you know, it, it just kind of stops you in your tracks and makes you go back and like, man, that person was just here. So for somebody on such a big scale, which again, if you hear the story about him interviewing Kobe, how it wasn't even supposed to happen. It was like a fill-in and then he went out there. It's cool, man. I just love the way all that stuff kind of happens. And um, it's a great interview, whether you like Kobe Bryant or not, I, I think you get a lot out of that interview. And uh, I thought that that was something that I did want to ask him about, but I didn't really get to. Yeah, Neil Brennan on. Neil Brennan is one of the writers from The Chappelle Show. Hilarious comedian Jack Barsky again was the... Um, the FBI informant, Chris Voss, never split the difference. I'm trying hard to get him on this show. That's another great one. Uh, maybe Jack Garcia. Jack Garcia was the mob informant. Jack Barsky was the KGB agent. But um, all these things are just just amazing. So um, the networking thing, again, like you talked about, you know, just connecting people. I thought this was another thing. And I talked to him after offline about how um, he talks about wanting to have positive people around him and have a network of people that are always looking to help that, hey, if you need this or you need that or be the great connector, man, I told him, look, for you, you need to go to jiu-jitsu. He said, oh, you know, I thought about it. I used to be into MMA. It's like, dude, jiu-jitsu is a new golf. I've said it a bunch of times. I was like, but you want to talk about being in a room that you can reach out to anybody in that room and find a, a mechanic or an electrician or a weed dealer or a, an artist or a wedding photographer or an accountant or an electrician or a plumber or a real estate guy or a 
stocks guy or a fitness guy or a nutrition coach or fucking anything, man, they're, they're there. And they're the most reliable people on that connection. You know, every time I reach out, you know, it's, it's the jujitsu guys that have become my circle of reliable people. And, um, you know, I think that that's a great thing for networking, but whatever is your circles are, I do love, like he talked about is you, you dig for it now because you don't want to be asking people for things that you haven't talked to for a while. And I always just the, like the reason I started this podcast, I kept saying, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast soon, 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 years go by. And man, if I just would have started doing this, then look at what would have happened now. And that's the same thing. I look at my phone a lot. I go, you know what, if I just texted half of my friends that start with a today, and I just slowly go down my phone and I just check in with everybody because I want to talk to my uncle Dom or I want to talk to my aunt Paula or I want, you know, whoever it is, but I don't, you know, it's like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It's got me doing that now. And I, I think that that's a freaking awesome thing. So I don't know what that'll turn into, but I'm doing it for the sake of just staying in touch with people and reaching out because I always mean to, there's people I think about every single day that I don't reach out to every single day because the day just gets away from you. And who knows what's going to happen? You know, who knows what's going to happen to me, happen to them, who knows how long COVID's going to be. So if it doesn't turn into anything for a business opportunity, I don't care. I'm not doing it for that. But I'm sure that there will be opportunities of people that I can help with real estate or they can help me with real estate or fitness or finance or, or just, you know, talk me off the ledge or I can listen to them talk about their problems or help them feel better or just be a good friend or a good steward or a good partner, whatever it is, just it's cool to stay connected and reach out to people. That's a big reason why I started doing this podcast is just to stay connected with people that I, I want to get to know better and keep a connection and relationship with personally that has now turned into professionally as well. So again, it's just the discipline and the habits. Habits and discipline are absolutely everything if you really want to live a better life and achieve your goals. So um, that was some of the things on there. You know, again, he's, uh, I was listening to Jordan talk about, um, he had episodes on, on how to make decisions better. He had episodes on how to get rid of credit card debt. He had episodes on how to, um, you know, to, to deal with a crazy spouse or how to communicate better, like the relationship stuff on there, the networking stuff on there. There's so many good takeaways. But again, what I love is you take what you need from it. There's things that I'm paying attention to in every one of these podcasts I listen to, whether they're his podcast or not, whether it's a, a podcast or a TV show or a seminar or a webinar, I'm taking away the things that are relevant to me in my life now. You might listen to that entire podcast or go to that same seminar and sit right next to me and leave there with a completely different perspective and take completely different golden nuggets away from that because it's what's relevant to you. And that's kind of what's cool about going back on a lot of these things is, you know, maybe sometimes if you prep for these things, you listen to them, then you listen to them again. You, you, I didn't say that before. Yeah, he did. You're listening to a replay. And I see that happen a lot on the real estate side of stuff. That like, I remember I used to go to these seminars over and over again. And, you know, the guy's saying the same thing like clockwork every time. He's like basically on autopilot. And I would nudge the person next to me or say things like, hey, you know, I, he never said that before. I never heard that. The guy says that every time. You just didn't hear it because you weren't ready for it. And, and that that's really another true thing in there. So, you know, he's had Ray Dalio on. He was on the Burt Kreischer show. He was on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Like a lot of that stuff was cool having some of those guys on there. Um, he had a, a guy from Long Island, New York that was literally captured and thrown into a Syrian prison. And the guy talks all about that and how to react and like how he had to act like he was all freaked out because it was the only way for them to trust that he wasn't a trained spy because he wasn't able to keep his cool and, and do nutty stuff. So, man, I, I just, th I think it's all so interesting. I think it's all amazing. Um, mentally, physically, business, personal, all these things I, I think are just, 
there's great things to start to implement. The worksheets, the daily implementation. I'm just trying to look over these notes here, see if there's anything else. Um, we did have a couple of questions we didn't get to with him. Um, I did want to ask about some of the things he's in sales with his kids. When after we got off, he and I talked a little bit about um, when his kids get older, bringing them to jujitsu and why it's an applicable. We the same stuff we always talk about on here, but why it's a it's a great thing and it's not karate or or some of the other things, but. I did want to ask about some of the things for changing perspectives and another networking tip that he gave that I always give um, for anybody who's been attending my real estate conferences. He talked about um, ABG always be giving. So he goes out there and when he, when he goes to these networking events, he's not as concerned with giving business cards out. He's concerned with getting business cards, get everybody's business cards. Even if you're shy, even if you're an introvert, because then you could take that information and you can go home and now you can text that person or email that person or Facebook that person and message them. And it doesn't have to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you're shy or you're not good on the fly or you're nervous in a face-to-face -face scenario or whatever was going on that day, it's really great to just to get that information and then you follow up and you reach out because most people go home with a stack of cards that they either gave out or collected. And then they all go home and sit back and go, I can't wait for the phone to start ringing. And nobody winds up picking the phone up and being the person who follows up and, hey, great to meet you. I really wanted to follow up. How can I help you? What can I do for you? What are you looking for? How can we work together? Um, those things don't happen because everybody waits for somebody else to be that person that does it. You be that person to, to, to do it. And I used to say, go in and just burn your bit. Don't even bring business cards. But I mean, you, I guess you want to have them on you, but I really don't carry them. I just go, you know what? You don't need my business card because I'm going to give it to you. You're probably not going to call me anyway. You give me yours because I know it's on me and I'm going to follow up and I'm going to call you and I'm going to log you in my CRM and I'm going to track that stuff. It's those little things that grow into the big things. How you do the small stuff is how you do the big stuff. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I try and always bring my A game to everything I do. I don't always fail. I mean, I, I don't always do it. Um, I don't always win. I don't always get what I get done. But I'll tell you, I always give my damn this and I always try and not make the same mistake twice. And I always try and be a little bit better today than it was yesterday. So that was awesome that I got to sit there and have an hour conversation uninterrupted with Jordan Harbinger. That was awesome. I feel like uh, I accomplished something today and I got to, to do something that most people don't get to do. And I hope you guys enjoyed it because I did. And like he keeps saying, you know, you got to do things that the listeners will like. That's what really it's for. I messed up when I said the guest, but... Um, you know, I want to be of value to him and I want to be of value to you guys. So I hope you get stuff out of this. Please leave me a message if there's anything I can do to help you guys and keep in contact with. Um, please let me know feedback on what I could be doing better, what you need more of, what you need less of. Because, you know, if, if I don't get it, I can't, I can't fix it. I don't know what's working, what's not working. But, um, you know, I want to be a good steward of the people that are taking the time to actually listen to this podcast and be of service and be of value to them. And I want to thank Jordan Harbinger and so many of the amazing guests who are really great with their time and come on. We have a couple other really great surprises this month. People have been awesome. Um, thank you so much for listening and sticking around. Have a great day. Enjoy the A-Game podcast. Eat your vegetables.